0: Oh, welcome everybody, it's time for podcast with Paul Oh look, it's great, we can learn more of our social skills We can get attuned to our own feelings We might even get attuned to the feelings of others life, <laughs> Wouldn't be great like to know you. how to deal with all these difficult someone people that come into our heart, life? I certainly like to You know, now those difficult you people who mess with your know know head <laughs> They tend to block your enjoyment in life I just like to learn to be free and happy and just to be. I'm sure you do too. Who wants complainers? Who wants show offs? Who wants drama queens? Who wants self promoters? No, we want fun. We want healthy relationships. Hey, you can have them. They're yours to have because you deserve them. How do we get them? It's Podcast with Paul. Welcome, everybody. Oh, thank you, listeners. Welcome to episode four with the wonderful Nathan. Yes, what, do you, what have you written down there, Nathan? If you oh, want I to just, share I, something I th- you'd th- like to
1: that's I, interesting? I think I've shared most of it, the whole me-search, research thing. You know, as we research, we're trying to find ourselves, maybe. And the body keeps the scorebook, our mindfulness, and daily journaling and gratitude. I think now when we look at, when I was a child growing up, I used to research about mum's about mums, manic depressive disorder, and bipolar. And I used to research actually how to fix it and what to do because I wanted to fix and help. And incredibly now, there are a lot of trials, both clinical and not clinical, but medication is as effective as meditation for some people, not everyone. I'm not saying everyone stop the medication. That is absolutely not what I'm saying today. But when it comes to relapse... And it happening again, now we're almost on par. But mindfulness must be practiced daily. It doesn't mean you have to be sitting in a half lotus position because we might not physically be able to do prana yoga like a yogi in the Himalayas. But just breath work, breathing exercises. There's some beautiful things to listen to, a lot of audio books. Whether it's a YouTube video, it could be jogging, it could be running. But bringing us into the present state of our, our breath. Mindfulness and daily journaling. Uh, journaling, sorry. I wrote that uh, Mum liked me when I sang, so I'm going to keep singing. And responsibility and duty of care. That's my notes so far. Oh, good. Thank you for sharing.
0: Yeah, you're right. I, I believe that uh, I went to I went through a bit of a black dog myself for about three or four years, and I really wanted to die for oh, a long time there. Trying to think, what's wrong with me? I couldn't work it out. And that was in my middle 40s, and I and I I think that. A lot of men do probably go through that midlife crisis. Not to say men, but we all go through some form of, of, of mental uh, issues. I think all of us can't say that we don't feel somewhat challenged by what's going on in our head sometimes. I was uh, trying to deal with it myself in the way, but I was wondering why it existed for me and what, what, what was going on. What I realised, only in, in reflection, was I think that I was. In a place when i had the black dog that i was searching for my identity because i'd lost myself in the expectations of others Mm -hmm. that was an interesting way of trying to understand it but when i went to psychologists or psychiatrists about that i started to listen to their story and started to realize that they had similar issues that i had Mm -hmm. and that we're all we're all we're all we're all in a way dealing with it and we're all finding our way and we're all on a journey and no one's really got anywhere that's suddenly Found it. It's just the journey of looking and searching and being aware that that and accepting that is part of what it is to c- cope with with what's going on with our minds because our minds are always on the move and they're always moving and they're always saying whatever they're saying. But I noticed that that mindfulness idea is recognizing that we have choices and recognizing that our mind is giving us choices. I remember talking to you the other day about routine, mm-hmm. and you said to me that now you're in a routine where you choose. Mm-hmm. things that are healthy, both yes. mentally and physically. Yes. So when we choose mental and physical things that are that are helpful, then that's a place where we're starting to look after our minds. And I know that doctors have said to me often that the most powerful way of dealing with negative thoughts is positive thoughts, co- co- cognitive thinking. Yeah. And that's why I, 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 the laughter approach, I think, comes to, to me because had come to me because I, I noticed the effect that laughter has on people and I noticed the effect that laughter has on children mm. and one of those things that the laughter project do is it, it helps people uh, what well helps the clown doctors the 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 humor foundation yep. the humor foundation is about bringing bringing a bit of joy to ch- sick children in hospital and the clown doctor will come and maybe do some tricks and help some laughter to happen and share some joy and to share some gifts now when a child is in a sick place and has a place to smile, it's actually healthy for them in, their, in, their, in the way they're outlooking of themselves, but also helpful and helpful to the family because just that moment of release of not being having to deal with the pain or deal with the suffering or deal with it, but just to have a smile. And I think of, of, often that I remind myself to smile more often and that's why The Laughter Project helps me, and I know that I've talked to you about smiling more often how we, we
1: did the laughter <laughs> yoga course together.
0: That's right so tell us about what the laughter project or the laughter course did for you Did, it, did you have a good laugh? Remember uh, we did that with David
1: Cronin? Yeah it was an amazing time. I think there was about four of us that did it. So the, the laughter yoga was just doing different laughter exercises and, and getting into that realm and space of then actually laughing because you're laughing and then laughing at while you're laughing and not know why you're laughing and just laughing more. <laughs> so it was actually, I remember on the second day it was quite overwhelming. I actually felt quite exhausted because a lot of hyperventilation going on with so much laughter, but the health benefits I just want to go back on what you said about suffering. And of course, you know, very basic Buddhism, you know, life is suffering and life is impermanent. You know, already the very, very awareness that we all have that we will not be on this planet and earth forever is quite daunting. So no matter what we build, no matter what we do, no matter what we create, one day we will not be here on planet earth. And I remember the first time I really got that. I was so scared. I couldn't sleep. You know, I was like, one day I'm going to die. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> I can't sleep so you know, if I don't sleep I can't die type thing and it, that's not healthy because we need no. sleep right and then I guess the point of that and when I often talk about death people close to me say oh, it's being morbid mm. I said no 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 by acknowledging I can then we can then all see that everyone around us in a hundred years probably unless there's some major advancement not going to be there will not be here mm. so how can that change the way that I relate to people mm. and is it worth getting really angry or <laughs> disliking or putting energy <laughs> into things where's the value right? where's, where's the value, the value?
0: where's right? the value and all the anguish and all the upsetness and all the things that we have to argue with or and, and one, think we deserve yeah, <laughs> one
1: more story I remember reading about a priest in this country town right mm. so there's, this is a this is a hypothetical story there's a priest in a country town. Everyone admires him, adores him, but like hangs on every single word that he says and always thanks him after every sermon and every service except one guy who yells out abuse when he walks down the street, calls him a faker. You're a fraud. And, you know, people in the town would have rumors about this guy. You know, why doesn't this guy disrespect the priest? Eventually that that man who used to abuse and attack the priest and challenge him died. And in front of the whole town, the priest was weeping the most. And the the crowd said to him, like, what are you doing? He said, well, he's the only one that challenged me. (laughs) He's the only one that challenged my resolve Uh and my belief. Uh You all just praise me. You don't (laughs) challenge me. He made me go into questioning. Uh So he was
0: more interesting he was the one that, that uh, you know, he was he was having a, a, a bit of a battle with. I'm not saying go and yell at people or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, you know, that's the, that's the place of where you, entertainment can sometimes be. We are entertained by being challenged often. Mm, mm. And it's not always the case that you just want to be oh, accepted or listened to and just say, no, we want to be challenged also. And being challenged is part of the journey. Uh, but how you are in yourself when the challenge occurs is... What do we get upset about, and what mm. do we get angry about, and what do we what do we take with us that we don't need to? So sometimes we might sit there in anguish and going, "Oh, I wish I did that differently." And, and anger, anger. We're but correct. once you get to the point, once you get to the point that you know that whatever you have is not going to stay with you, <laughs> that you're going to eventually move on, and that the memory of you might stay, but really, how important is what we are and what we do? Well, at the time it is, but probably you'll remember you'll be remembered by what you give you won't be remembered by what you have or take you'll be remembered by the love that you share and the more love that you share with the people that you love already then they can then go on and love again themselves and love more themselves yeah because you've come from a spirit of love and and sharing and generosity so the spirit of generosity and joy i know that you want to hang around people that are Happy, and we want to we want to hang around people that smile. Mm. I was looking at the posters as I come here with you mm. today, of all the politicians, and mm. I noticed that the politicians up on the on the posters they've all got a smile on their face. Mm. I think to myself, just a minute, we don't want to see angry politicians, but they're the place of when the opposition want to show show the politician who is not the one to vote for. They say, don't vote for this person. Now, that person's yep. got a scowl on their face, or they're looking angry, or they're looking... Yep. But vote for me. I've got a smile on my face. Yep. Now, what does that say about what the influence of, 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 of our perception of people yep. when we see someone smile compared to when we see someone in a, in a place of scowl or anger or upsetness? So in our journey, if we wanted to see more people smile in our lives, I, I think I know how to get people to smile more. Mm-hmm. the way to get people to smile more is to smile more yourself. Yep. So if we're smiling, what the person normally does is, is they can't help but smile back to us. So I do that often when I go into shopping or go in to buy something. I look at a person that annoys them, and for the first time I say, "Hello." I, 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 if I can get their name because they've got a badge on, or I just say hello every day, but the first thing I do is smile. And, the, and people are taken back by being smiled, but, smiled with, but, but as soon as you smile, they smile back at you it changes the conversation completely. And it's, it's so interesting how the, the attitude of the person shifts. You're now in a place of giving. You're, you actually feel better for smiling. The person you've been with smells better, for, feels better for smiling. And I'm thang, saying if we were to smile more often in all our journey, that's including our home life and our business life. So if we were at home and we come home and we, saw, we first saw the thing we saw was our wife or our children and we gave them a big smile first what would their converse, what would the conversation be with your wife if you didn't come with complaint but you come with a big smile how would that change and then <laughs> if if you did get complained to by your wife if you were to smile genuinely and listen genuinely and to come from a place of of joy and positivity rather than adding more complaint then what would that what would that mean
1: i'll go back and answer two questions i think are in that I've thought a lot about what you said about smiling and going to a place. And I remember in Japan, I went through a very lonely phase. I was feeling very homesick for Australia. Hadn't been back in four years and I meditated on what is the root of this sadness and got to what you're saying about when you smile at someone, you say their name, we are acknowledging someone else's existence, a true acknowledgement that they exist and It's not just this society or past societies, fundamentally we get busy, yeah? We've got things to do, we have goals and achievements or places we want to get to. When we're acknowledged in a true sense of the smile, it's felt. But if you're in a rush or you're anguish at the supermarket lining up or not lining up, people feel that energy, it impacts the space. And then secondly, with the whole, if someone complains at you and use the wife analogy and then complaining back, I know I often go into what I refer to as the fixer. So when someone complains to me or tells me something, I want to fix it. Yeah. Because remember going back to the little boy who wanted to fix mum, the fixer, but then the fixer actually isn't accepting because he wants to change the fundamental reality in their feelings and thoughts anyway. So that has been a Big, big acknowledgement for me is when when someone complains to me, or I hear a complaint, or they're blaming. They're not necessarily looking for you to fix it. They just want to vent it. Mm. And then, but then when you try and fix it, it creates more conflict.
0: Yes, it's not. It's, they don't want to be. It's not. A, it's not. It's not our business to fix things. So, what do you mm.
1: recommend then as the approach? Is it just listening, active mm. listening?
0: I suppose uh, the the challenge for us, and I know this is in relationships, listeners, we might have this at at both work and at home, but the challenge in in listening is not just to listen, but I know that some guru told me it's not just to listen, but it's to look at how to listen or how you listen. So from what, what ears are you using? From what perspective are you coming from in your listening? So if you're listening in a place of truly, truly listening and caring about what you're hearing, that's a place of looking for the cues behind it So sometimes the sharing is an obvious complaint, but you don't want to add to the complaint, but you want to listen and listen for the cues that are there behind the complaint. So what are you really complaining for, about? Now, that's how you're listening. So the listening and the complaint is, okay, here I am hearing the complaint. Now, it might be a good idea to share after you hear the complaint of, oh, I can understand how you feel. So you're not saying anything. You're not making a judgment. You're just saying, oh, is this how you feel? So you could ask the question, is this how you're feeling? Maybe you share how a similar feeling or you share a story around that feeling. But in the listening, it's not trying to fix it. It's just in a place of allowing the venting, the, 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 the as you say, to occur. Mm. Uh, it's an interesting one because um, I find that sometimes difficult <laughs> because I want to fix. Thank you, listeners, for listening to Episode 4. Now, welcome to Episode 5. That's another episode from Podcasts with Paul. Special thanks, everyone. <laughs> Remember to keep an eye out for our next exciting episode with more fun special guests. Find out more of what we're all about and look up The Laughter Project. Hey everyone, be happy.